Morning, everyone. I, I want to ask you, if you don't mind, to open in your Bibles uh, to the book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke. Uh, make your way into chapter 9. We'll really be spending uh, all of our time, really, in 22 verses 22 and 23. But I just want to take the opportunity to read verses 22 through 26. And this is going to be the basis for our lesson on today. That's Luke chapter 9, verse 22 through 26. I'm reading from the NIV version. And he said, the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law. And he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Then he said to them all, whosoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whosoever loses their life for me or for my sake will find it. What good is it for someone to gain the entire world and yet lose or forfeit their very souls? Whoever is ashamed of me and will be ashamed of them when he comes in his glory and in his glory, in, in the glory of the Father and the holy angels. Let me just reread verse number 23 and we will go from there. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Over the past few weeks, we've endeavored to, to do a, a three-part series. The, the first week we started this series, that first Sunday, we looked at a sermon entitled, Take Up Your Compassion. The second Sunday, we, we looked at a message entitled, Take Up Your Towel. Well, today we want to spend some time in, in Luke chapter 9 and, and really see what the Lord has to say for us as we endeavor to think on the topic, Take Up Your Cross. Take Up Your Cross. As we connect with Luke chapter number 9, there, there is a lot that's going on, I, I must say, in, in, in this text. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you were to go down to verse number 27, he, he, he makes a statement there with, with regard to really something that was, was prophetic in nature. All of this is really prophetic, but I believe if you read verse number 27, he, he would say, therefore, there would be some that would, sta would be standing here that will not taste of that until they see the kingdom. Uh, in the book of Mark, it, it would translate, until they see the kingdom come in power. And so while if you take into account verse number 27 of where our reading is and was, uh, there is undoubtedly a lot that's taken place in the, back, in the background and the backdrop of this specific text. Verse number 27, most, most theologians and most commentators will agree and conclude that verse number 27 had everything to do with the events that would have taken place in the book of Acts chapter number 2 on the day of Pentecost. And, 
And so when he talks about some of them being present there, would not taste of death till they see the kingdom. They would not taste of death until they see the, the church established. That really happens, or at least it's ushered in, I should say, in the book of Acts chapter number 2, when Peter gets up on this very special day and he preaches the very first gospel sermon after Christ ascends to the heavens. But I don't really want to spend much time really belaboring that point. I think that's beautiful, and I think there's a place for us to discuss that maybe later on. But I want to spend all of my time looking within the confines of verses number 22, uh, 23, and following. And so I want to look at this text. And as I look at this text, I just want to note some things really quickly for us, and the message would be yours. In our text, I want us to appreciate that oftentimes we, we look at verse number 23 and verse number 24. And as we look at verse number 23 and verse number 24, we spend most of our times, if we're honest, we spend most of our focus specifically on verse number 23. And so what I want us to appreciate is that this is a text that goes together. Jesus not only predicts uh, what he's going to go through, he not only predicts his death, but he also puts his disciples on notice. In other words, you can't read verse number 23 and verse number 24 without appreciating verse number 22. And so in verse number 22, it goes on to say that Jesus would have suffered some things. He would have encountered some things. He would have had to go through some things before he even announces to the disciples that there is a need, if they have to follow him, there is a need for them as well. And so I want us to understand that as we, as we look at this text, verse 22 is directly related, and there's a correlation and a relationship that exists with Jesus' prediction of his death or what he was going to go through and what he would announce to his disciples as to what they themselves would encounter in their walk. And so if you think about it, he would say that he would suffer. But even though he would suffer, he stayed in submission to his task. He was or would have been rejected, but even though he was and would have been rejected, we know that he didn't reject those who rejected him. He would have died. Ultimately, the scripture would say that he, he said to them that he would be killed, but, but he, he, he gives them the assurance that even though he would be put down into the ground, he would not have stayed there. He would have raised on the third day. And so though he died, we conclude that he didn't stay dead. The reason that we could come today and we could sing these songs, the reason that we could put our trust and our confidence and our hope in, in God and Jesus Christ is because we understand we serve a risen Savior. It, it wouldn't make any sense if we were serving, if we were worshiping somebody that stayed in the grave. But even though he indicated that he would die and that they would kill him, he said, listen, I want to assure you that they dead. <laughs> the cross, he would say, is that I would take up. But I would take up my cross after I would have fully denied myself. And so he calls to his disciples 
and he makes a plea to them to understand that there is a connection, there is a correlation, there is a direct relationship that exists between what Jesus would have gone through and what you and I will experience in this life. He would have suffered. He would have been rejected. He would have died, but ultimately we recognize that he denied himself. I want us to look at a scripture really quick, and, and if you don't mind, just, just, just keep your, your mark on Luke chapter 9, but I want us to look at this text as we understand the, the connection between what Jesus was going to go through and what he expects or what he directs his disciples to understand that they will go through as well. Look, look, at, look at this text in the book of John chapter 15. Verses 13 through 20, and I know I have a reader here this morning. John chapter 15, verses 13 through 20. Go ahead and read that scripture for us, William. Greater love hath no man than this, uh -huh. that a man lay down his life for his friends. All right. I want you to just slow down for a little bit. I know this is somewhat of a lengthy text, but I want you to just slow down for a little bit. Start back at verse number 13. Greater love, Greater love no man than this, has no man than this. That a man lay down his life. That a man should lay down his life. For his friends. For his friends. Listen to this closely. Go on. You are my friends. Mm -hmm. If you do whatsoever, I command you. Go ahead. Henceforth I call you not servants. Mm -hmm. For the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. Go ahead. But I have called you friends. Called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my father, mm -hmm. I have made known unto you. Okay. You have not chosen me, uh -huh. but I have chosen you. You haven't chosen me, but I've chosen you. Go ahead. And ordained you mm -hmm. that you should go and bring forth fruit. Go ahead. And that your fruit shall remain. Go ahead. Go ahead. That whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, mm -hmm. he may give it you. Mm -hmm. Go on. These things I command you. These things I command you. That you love one another. That you love one another. If the world hate you, listen to this church, listen to this, listen to this carefully. You if, know if, that if, it if, hated if, me. If, if the world hates you, what? You know that it hated me before it hated you. You know that it hated me before it, it hated, hated you. you. No, notice the correlation. In other words, if the, if the world had animosity towards me, mm -hmm. what would make you think that you would, re would, would, would be recipients of something else? So, so start back at that verse. If the world hates you, if the world hates you, mm -hmm. you know that it hated me before it hated you. Go on, read. If you are of the world, uh -huh. the world would love his own. <laughs> Go on. But because you are not of the world. Because you are not of the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the world hateth you. Go ahead. Remember the word that I said unto you. Mm -hmm. The servant is not greater than his Lord. So the servant is not greater than his Lord. Does this sound familiar? Remember last week when we were talking about, uh, about taking up your towel? Uh, at the end of that text, Jesus ultimately looks to his disciples and he says, the thing that I do or the things that I do, you do also for the servant is not greater than his Lord. In other words, if, if you see me do this and you're my disciples, then what is, uh, what is to say that you are not supposed to do this too, right? So it, it sounds familiar. Continue the reading for us. You're almost done. The servant is not greater than his Lord. Mm -hmm. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. Go on, go on. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. Yes, sir. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, mm -hmm. because they know not him that sent me. 
If I had not come and spoken unto them, mm -hmm. they had not sinned, but now they have no cloak for their sin. Go on. He Go that on. hateth me hateth my father. If I had done among them the works which none other man did, they had not sinned, but now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. All right, so you could stop there. I want us to see the correlation and the connection. Jesus is saying, as you look at, at Luke chapter number 9, the same way they would hate me, the same way that I would suffer, the same way that I would have a cross to bear, is the same thing you are expected to go through as well. I, I get the feeling sometimes that there, there, there is this belief that as soon as we encounter Jesus, as soon as we come in to communion with the, the Holy Spirit, as soon as we, we are, are sons and daughters of God, we, I get the feeling sometimes that we think that, that as Christians we will not endure suffering. I, I get the feeling that sometimes we think that, that, that we won't ever be rejected. And so there is this thinking among Christians even today that because we love everybody, it, does, it, it means that nobody's going to reject us. But Jesus loved everybody, and they still rejected him. And in as much as you and I need to be open to love everybody, it doesn't matter their creed, their race, it doesn't matter their skin color, their skin tone, it, it, it doesn't matter their, their, their political stance, it doesn't matter their socioeconomic status, it doesn't matter their, their gender identity or sexuality and so on. I'm saying in as much as we love everybody, I'm trying to help us to recognize that even though we love everybody, some people will still reject us for the stand that we take. So Jesus suffered and we are expected to suffer. Jesus was rejected and so too we are expected to be rejected. Jesus would have died and we too are expected. But, but even though he died, the grave couldn't hold him. It's the same thing for us. One day if we are put down into the dirt, our hope says that when he returns, the dead in Christ shall rise. And so he died but he rose again. And so part of him overcoming his fear, and I need for us to appreciate that when Jesus comes in the flesh, he had to wrestle with the emotions and the feelings that you and I have to wrestle with in this life. Before he got to Golgotha, before he took the cross to the point of the hill, the hill that was called place of the skull, he had to go through his garden. In other words, he, he had to come to a point in his life in the Garden of Gethsemane where he denied every single thing about himself. So in as much as we are called to, to take up compassion, you, you remember what the flip side of these sermons was? We are called to take up compassion but lay down our stones. You remember that? We are called to take up our tongue but lay down our garments. You remember that? There's always a flip side to the thing that we are called to take up. Jesus is saying, I need for you to take up your cross. But the other thing on the flip side to that is I need you to lay down, check this, your life. Because when he talks about denying self, he isn't just talking about the feelings and the emotions and the opinions and the views and the status. He, he isn't just necessarily talking about these localized or itemized areas in our lives. He is saying, when I tell you, you need to deny yourself, I'm saying you need to lay down, make up your mind to die for me. Every woman in here, every wife in here, let me, let me, let me slow down. 
Every wife in here wants to have the confidence in her husband that if something were to go south one day, that her husband will without question and without fail do the necessary thing, if need be, lay his life down for her. William, you saying you're a man, you're not the wife in this scenario. Every daughter wants to believe that their, their dad, right? The man in the house. If some madness were to take place, and you know the world that we're living in, as much as we have fences and we have double bolted, triple bolted doors, people still have a way sometimes of invading our space and, and, and getting into homes and all this, these different types of stuff. You get stick up on the, stuck up on the streets. I, I saw a video not too long ago of a, of, of a couple that was in a restaurant. This was a public space, and, and two guys walked up to them, kind of flashed the gun, and, and, and the other guys right there behind, behind the woman. And guess what they have to do in a public space? They, they, they have to shell out discreetly, take off rings, and take off necklaces, and take off jewelry, and pull out their wallets, and their cash, and, 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 and their phones, and stuff, and they have to slip it in a public space. Stuff like this happens. And so every girl wants to, or every child wants to believe that if something were to go south, that the man of the house, their dad, would, would step in some way, somehow, without question and without flinching. And if need be, lay down his life. Sisters, could you be honest with, would you, would you mind just voicing, you, you don't have to just voice your, your, your year or knee on this. If, if, if you were dating somebody, and, and, and it came to a point where this person had to make a choice in, 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 in stepping in and probably taking the bullet or taking the knife for you, and this man run and left you. Do you think you'd be saying, I do in a few weeks? Sisters, help me, help me, please. I'm, I'm up here alone, I don't know. to get married in, 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 in three weeks, Stephen. <laughs> I, I'm, gl I'm glad you're here, by the way. I, I, know you'll, I know you'll take that bullet for Laurie without questions as Laurie, he'll take that bullet for you. But that's what I'm saying here. The, 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 the appointed day is, in three, is three weeks out, and you have this encounter, and this man runs and, and leaves you there alone. I'm telling you, I would have been standing there at the altar because Sherian would have been gone. You want to know that the person who is there for you has your back, even to the extent that they would be willing to give themselves for you. So Jesus is trying to showcase, before he says, if a man has to come after me, if anyone has to be my disciple, before he gives them their requirement, before he puts them on notice, he says, I want you to understand what I'm going to have to go through and what I'm willing to go through for you. Just let us sink, let us sink in. We are not serving a Christ that wasn't willing to do for us the things that he, had, he is asking us to do for him. We served a Christ who was willing to suffer. And in his suffering, he didn't falter in his goal. We serve a Christ that 
though he was rejected and though we at times reject and deny him. Don't miss that. Because oftentimes we look at other people and to say, well, you, you remember what Peter said, right? Lord, 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 do everybody leaves you. I won't leave you. Jesus looks at him and he says, well, uh, you know, I feel you on that, Peter. Uh, I, I, I hear you, you know, I, I know your heart, but the truth is before this night is true, before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. You, the, the cock will crow twice, but you will, you will surpass the cock in its crowing. Back home, we have a saying, bigger cocks, I've heard bigger cocks crow. I, I want to believe that's where that came from. And so Peter says, Lord, though everybody leaves you, I, I will not leave you. I will never leave you. I will never deny you. And you know what happens? Jesus is in Jesus is, has already been held, and, and Peter is away, a little way off in the crowd, and somebody says, wait, 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 wait. It, isn't this one of the disciples? And Peter's like, oh, I don't know the man. He goes a little way off now, and, and somebody says, yes, 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 this, this man, this man is definitely one of, of Jesus' disciples. And Peter says, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know the man. Then the third time around, here comes somebody, and he says, no, 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 surely, 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 surely this is one of Jesus' disciples. And the scripture would say that, that Peter decides to go out of character. He had already started to look so much like Jesus that people made the association and the connection that this man who was hiding in the crowd, maybe they heard him speak or maybe it was the way he conducted himself, but he had already begun to look like Jesus so much and sound like Jesus so much that even though Jesus was being held, they made an association between Peter who was in a crowd and Jesus who they are getting ready to kill. And so in order for Peter now to save his life, he has to step out of his character. He had on godly clothes. He had now to take off his godliness. And he begins to swear that he doesn't know that man. They say, no, 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 he can't be one of Jesus' disciples because one of Jesus' disciples, they wouldn't talk like that. <laughs> one of Jesus' disciples wouldn't act like, clearly he's not one of them. Here's the point I want to make and we'll go on to our text really quick. I'm done, I'm done by the way. Give me about five more minutes and I'm done. Here's what I want us to see. Jesus wants them to know that he's going to ask them to do some things. He's going to call them to live a life, but he wants them to know that the very same things he is asking them to do and the same life he is asking them to live and lead is the exact same life that he had no problem living. So when he denied himself before he took up his cross, and we're going to get to that, he said, I was willing to lay down my life for your souls. So now he gets to this point and he talks about denying self. I want us to see this really quickly. And, and so as he gets to this point, he says to them in verse number 23, if anyone desires to come after me. I want us to break this up into these three components. Number one, whoever wants to be my disciple, he says, must.
to deny ourselves and lay down our lives. Jesus had to go through the if it be possible, but not my will, but thy will be done. And he is calling us to Jeshon. This is him putting his disciples on notice to say this. I want us to see this. If they have to truly follow him, they have to get to the point of taking up their cross, their own cross, and that's going to be important, their own cross daily. But if they are to truly take up their crosses daily, he says they must first have that moment. didn't say notice, take up my cross. <laughs> Daniel, he didn't say take up my cross. Jesus had his cross. We have ours. He said, you need, if, if you need, want to be my disciples, you must deny yourself. Say deny yourself. Mm-hmm. And take up your cross. Say, take up your cross. Don't miss daily. Watch this, right? He didn't tell them that you need to take up my cross because I believe that is understanding the reality of what he's having to do. Jesus' cross is a very specific cross. It's a cross that you and I could not have taken up or carried for the cause of saving the souls of mankind. So he had the cross. But all of us, Sitting here in the pews today, all of us listening online, Jesus carried the cross, but you and I have individual crosses that we need to carry and we need to bear up. And it's a daily walk with, with this cross. Tim, you strong? Tim, you strong? I don't know how heavy this thing is. I know Gus lifted this thing up for me this morning, but, but, but Tim, would you mind? Would you mind just coming and... and I, I might need to help you. I don't want to kill anybody. Is your parents here? Yeah. Your parents are here? Yeah. I, I didn't. We, we didn't sign a disclaimer, right? Okay. Okay. It's, it's not that heavy. It's not that heavy, honestly. Like, put this cross on your back. I, 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 want you to, I mean, you have to carry this cross anyway, so you, you find a way to lift it. I mean, how, however you want to do it, bro. However you want to do it. I'm on. I'm on. He said, you need to deny yourself. You need to take up your cross daily, right? And ultimately, he would say, follow me. We'll take up your cross daily. Jesus understands that he's not going to ask human beings to take up the cross that he did because his was a special cross. When Paul writes, for example, in the book of 1 Corinthians, and he talks about for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, that cross is a specific cross. That
grace that, that would ultimately mean death for him as the sacrificial lamb, but life for us who are laden and lost in sin. I need for us to see this. Jesus' cross was a specific cross. Do not delude yourselves into thinking that you could carry Jesus' cross. What Jesus did say is take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart. I need for you to see this. Come here really quick, Daniel. Make a, 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 a distinction. I, I, sorry, we don't necessarily make a distinction between a yoke. And I'm sorry, I, I tried to find a yoke, but I couldn't. So you're just going to have to visualize this with me. We oftentimes make a, 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 a weird connection in associating the cross, Jesus' cross, with his yoke. Jesus' cross is his cross. He never asked you or me or any human being to carry his cross. That was his. But what he did say when he makes his call to disciple, of, of discipleship in the book of Matthew, chapter number 11, I know I'm going fast. Elena, you're going to have to do your best this right now. She, she's our translator for today, by the way. What he did say is, listen, all you who labor and heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. Take my yoke. You, I know we know what a yoke is when you have oxen or you have horses, what you would normally have. In order to break in the new horse, you would get an old experienced horse and you would attach the old experienced horse with a young horse to help it along its way to learn the, 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 the skill of plowing. So Jesus admits, he says, listen, my yoke is easy. Hear this. My yoke, if, if you could imagine this, my yoke is easy. Down your burdens and take up my yoke. I'm going to attach myself to you. So here's the attachment. The attachment is at the yoke. I'll help you walk. Walk with me, bro. I'll teach you how to talk. Everyone that desires to be my disciple needs to lay down their lives. That's the self-denial. They tend to make the, 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 the terminology cross sound like some negative burden because you know you've heard some women say that, you know, you know, well, I'm married to this man. He's my cross to bear. Take the negative connotation out, but the truth is that's a responsibility as a wife. You, as a husband, you have a responsibility to your to your, you know what I'm saying, to your spouse. And so there are crosses that we bear every single day as we walk the path of being a disciple. But watch this. You remember when Jesus was on the road and, and he needed to get the cross. The, only, the cross that only he could bear would become so heavy they had, they, they had to call someone, Simon of, of Cyrene. They had to commission Simon of Cyrene to help Jesus carry the cross. If Jesus needed help carrying his cross, 
What will make you think that you could carry your cross on your own? Could I talk to some of the people at home right now? You guys don't mind. I'm still talking to you, but let me, let me just say this really quick. Ten seconds for the people that are, that are home, that are online. If, 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 if Jesus got help carrying his cross because of the heavy nature of his, what would make us think or you think that you could carry your cross by yourself? So he says you need to take up your cross there are times when Tim's life will become so hard. You will say, well, he's a teenager. How hard is his life? You'll be amazed to know the type of things that our teenagers are having to struggle with now. We have a generation of, of parents and grandparents that look at our kids and say, oh, they, you know, these, these, and we call them names too, right? You, you see Tim and me, myself, wait, well, his, his jeans is more skinny than I am, <laughs> than, than mine is, you, you know, no. But, we, you know, we, we, we see all kind of things, all kind of derogatory things about the, the dress code and all of that stuff of our young kids. You, we, we have no idea the type of things that they have to struggle with and they, they have to cope with. We, we have no kind of idea the type of frustration and the type of suffering and, in, in many cases, the rejection that they even face. You want to know why, why there is a growing level of depression among our young people is because they have to suffer through some things that you and I never had to suffer through and we were growing up. Brother Barry... When I was growing up, I didn't have to worry about all this, these different letters of the alphabet. Let me put it that way. Our kids do. It gets hard sometimes, if we're honest. Could you help me preach, preach right here? It, it, it gets hard sometimes with life. P parents, could we be honest that it gets hard sometimes raising these kids? I wish I had some honest parents, bro. Married folk, could, I, could we be honest in saying sometimes it's hard? Yes, you love him and, and, you, and, and she loves you, but it, it, it gets hard in marriage sometimes. Family, it gets hard in family life. I'll be honest, if you, if you guys don't want to talk and open up, I, I'll be honest, it gets hard as a minister sometimes. And that's a spiritual journey. It gets hard. And sometimes we may have to slow down and even stop. We may have to lay down but you have to learn to take up your cross daily. And in, as you take up your cross daily, there is help. So he says, not only do you need to take up your cross daily. Are you tired, bro? <laughs> not only does he say you need to take up your cross daily. But finally, he says, that's the, that's the formula to truly follow me. Tim, you're done. You could put that down. Thomas, you're done. Thomas, I'm done. Deny yourself. Take up your cross daily. Follow me.